the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Time investing, retirement planning, and so much more. We are the Biz 1440 KYCR Golden Valley. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. Senator Dan Sullivan of Alaska says he's worried that the military holds placed by pro-life Senator Tommy Tuberville may weaken U.S. military readiness by keeping qualified military leaders from getting to work in their new positions. This is a strategic risk to the force because we're going to lose a generation. Sullivan says he shares Tuberville's opposition to the Pentagon's use of tax dollars for abortions. Alfredo Ortiz with the Job Creators Network says Major League Baseball's decision to return the All-Star game to Atlanta vindicates his lawsuit. And so we couldn't be... Uh, more thrilled uh, for the work that we did and more thrilled for the decision to bring the game back. And hopefully our minority small business owners will be able to uh, recoup uh, the lost revenues that they got hit with a few years ago. And this is SRN News. Wally Langfellow and Eric Nelson from Minnesota Score Radio's 10,000 Takes, talking about Minnesota's 10,000 losing teams. Wild Wolves, Gophers, Twins, Vikings, you name it, we'll cover it. Will any team step up and give Minnesota's long-suffering fans something to cheer about? If they do, we'll tell you about it on 10,000 Takes. 10,000 Takes, weeknights at 5, here on The Biz 1440. Twin Cities Business Radio. Arby's Computer Service. You and your business are online today more than ever. Most people are working from home and meeting via internet, and that means IT structures are overtaxed and Wi-Fi is humming. An outage in one of your critical systems now could be a fatal blow to your operation. Arby's Computer Service is ready and able to help. Their staff is standing by and prepared to offer assistance. If your business IT system experiences a failure, give Arby's a call. Their professional team of certified computer and networking specialist is experienced in diagnosing and solving a wide range of issues. With Arby's Computer Service on the job, you'll never have to worry about dealing with IT-related issues on your own, whether it's for your personal system or business. Arby's Computer Service knows that Internet traffic is surging, and they're available now to help. You'll always get competitive pricing, trustworthy advice, and excellent customer service from Randy and his team at Arby's Computer Service. Giving your computer problems the boot. Arby's Computer Service. The Ramsey Show. I found a job that's very rewarding, but they're going to work me like a dog. It's a 70-hour work week. 70 hours a week. Man's not, woman's not created to work like that. Indefinite? Yeah, that's an indefinite situation. You married? I am not married. You won't be. Yeah. You could do it for a short term. Don't sell out for something that just looks good. It's got to be good in all aspects. Make your first million. Listen to The Ramsey Show. Live this afternoon from 1 to 4. Portions of the following program may have been pre-recorded. Turn all the lights on and kill the noise. The Biz 1440 presents the best two hours of economic news and commentary. Let's just say I know a guy who knows a guy who knows another guy. It's the King Banyan Show, your source for penetrating economic insight, razor-sharp analysis, and unflinching universal thought. The process of getting inflation back down to 2% has a long way to go and is likely to be bumpy. Everything you need to maintain clarity and stay ahead of the economic curve. If you're going to fix complicated problems, you have to learn how to fix problems first. Now, here's Professor King Banyan. Good morning and welcome King Banyan Show, the Biz 1440. Week before Thanksgiving. Got your plans? We did not win turkey bingo on Thursday night, so we'll have to, we're, we're scrambling to figure out what we're doing instead. Uh, no, we're not. Markets provide you with awesome opportunities. So, I tweeted this story. Let me go find this for you. Um, uh, there it is. Um, what does a turkey cost you in terms, not of dollars, right? 
the the nominal price of a turkey dinner is $61.17. This is according this is we got got this is according to the net, to uh, the Farm Bureau. That's down from $64.05 in 2022. Okay. Um so back in 1986, you'd have paid $28.74 for that same meal. Which sounds like, well, that's a lot of inflation. You're right. But I've always liked this thought of what would it cost you, not in terms of dollars, but in terms of the amount of work you have to do to earn that turkey dinner. That Thanksgiving dinner. And so uh, Marion Tupi, uh, uh, who uh, is the uh, wonderful uh, co-author of Superabundance uh, and 10 Global Trends, which is a book that I keep on my desk. You know, every time I read something, I'm like, well, that sounds like nonsense. I, I find I refer to 10 Global Trends pretty frequently. Um, so I love Marion. I think we've had him on the show once, too. Wonderful guy. Um, and Jeremy Horpendahl, who's a professor of economics down in Arkansas, both have done these studies for us. And, and so what they do is compute a time cost of a turkey dinner. And I like that. Right? I, I, you know, if I have a lot more dollars because an hour of my work produces much higher income than it did before, the fact that the price of the turkey dinner went up might not make me feel any worse off than it did before. So, here's the calculation. If I took a if I took the the uh the wage rate for a production or non-supervisory worker in 1986, that wage was $8.96 an hour. Divide that into the $28.74 that the turkey dinner costs you. And that means that you have to work 3.2 hours to earn a turkey dinner back in 1986. What is it today? Well, that same wage rate now is $29.19. Divide that into the $61.17 price of the turkey dinner and you get the time price of just a little north of two hours of work per per turkey dinner. So instead of instead of working three point two hours, you only have to work two point oh one hours. That strikes me as a good way to think about why you should give thanks at the at the Thanksgiving table on uh, on Thursday this week. Thank you know thank you to our economy, which produces prosperity by making it easier for each of us to earn the income we need to enjoy the meal in front of us. You probably won't make any friends with that prayer if you decide to share that during uh, during the blessing. But you certainly will generate a little discussion afterwards. Oh, I can't believe the prices. You can hear your uncle, right? Oh, the prices of food these days. It's terrible. It's like, yeah, but my wages are going up. And frankly, frankly, this meal is costing us less in terms of the work we have to do than it did than it did last year or even even 30 years ago. You will, yeah. And some people may back away from you, right? This happens to me frequently, okay? When you invite an economist to Thanksgiving dinner... Frequently, no one wants to sit next to him because God knows he's, his conversations like to be a little weird. But it actually plays into this week's uh, theme, at least for this hour of the King Banyan Show here on the Biz 1440, which is we've, we've gotten news about inflation. And if you listen to and, and, and read all of the people that are out there talking about inflation, you would think to yourself, oh, it's done. It's over. We got good news about inflation. Everything's fantastic. Everything should be absolutely fantastic now. Right? Um, and, and you know, you know what? I'm going to play this right off the top because, I'm, as you might guess, I'm likely to, to give you a different take than what I thought was conventional w- wisdom. 
If you want to hear conventional wisdom on anything in economics, you turn on CNBC, you turn on Bloomberg, and you will get the you'll get the CW about everything. The person doing this uh, uh, this week was uh, Paul McCauley. Paul McCauley used to be the chief economist for PIMCO, the the one of the largest bond trading, bond investing companies, uh, uh, runs numerous mutual funds, uh, both in bonds and in equities, uh, but uh, now now teaches at uh, at Georgetown uh, and has left PIMCO. Uh, Macaulay was on CNBC after the inflation report on Tuesday, and and was just saying, "Hey, it looks like it looks like things are looking great here. Let's play this cut number one." The data clearly show what we've been waiting for for a long time, which is a crack in the shelter component. That's been holding the CPI up and the PCE up for a long period of time. And we finally got a crack in that, a big time crack. Uh, And I think that is a game changer because I think it leads uh, to the Fed now being comfortable declaring that policy is sufficiently restrictive. And that's a big deal because it means they're finished tightening and the next move will be an ease. Well, we'll talk about what the Fed's going to do a little bit later. And may, maybe we'll even go as far as the second second piece to talk about that. But I, I, I'm going to have you think about just this, this the cracking the shelter piece. What does that mean? The discussion of CPI over the last year, pretty much, from people who are both conventional wisdom types and not, people who who might seem more to have a, a, a liberal bias and a conservative bias, has been CPI is misstating what's happening with inflation with real, I'm waving my air quotes, real inflation because it imputes a value to it imputes a value to the cost that you're experiencing from shelter from your home shelter has risen over the last 6 over the last 12 months okay by 6% according to the October 23 number now if you dig in a little bit deeper, you can you can you and just look at the shelter component. The last the last six observations, seasonally adjusted, month to month inflation. Were. Zero point four, zero point six, zero point four, zero point four, zero point three, zero point six, and now zero point three. That was actually seven months. I'm sorry. Um, There's not a lot of variation in there. What these folks are talking about is the fact is, is that they're seeing the removal when they say they're cracking inflation. They're not necessarily cracking inflation. Or cracking the shelter component of inflation. All this is really talking about is what the data looked like back about back about a year ago when we saw rapid increases in, in the cost of shelter because you had low interest rates and people wanting to move into nicer houses because they were spending more time at home. Perhaps they were part of the group that was in the work-from-home environment. Um, that is perhaps one of the reasons why uh, these numbers have come down, has been just removing all of the high inflation that we experienced into the middle of 2022. When the Fed was truly behind the curve, not raising rates fast enough, indeed holding back raising rates for far too long, right, and, and, and went forward. Let me finish out, let me finish out uh, Paul McCulley again. Uh, professor at Georgetown, used to be the chief economist at, at the uh, bond trading company, uh, PIMCO, cut number two. Uh, so I, th- I think the overall <laughs> constellation of disinflation now should give the Fed confidence 
uh, to saying they are finished. It doesn't mean they're going to be in a hurry to ease. I want to pound the table on that. Uh, yeah. But the game has changed. They'll be pushing it back against easing expectations as opposed to threatening us with more tightening. Well, possibly so. I mean, as you'll hear, I've got a couple of clips from uh, a couple of Federal Reserve presidents, including uh, frequent, uh, frequent uh, uh, not guests, but sort of like a frequent appearer on uh, our clips from around uh, the economics world, uh, Mary Daly, president of the San Francisco Fed, who was in Frankfurt yesterday and gave what I think was a very important speech. And we want to play some of that for you uh, coming up later. But here's the here's the basic the basic premise of the of what people like McCauley are saying is that the Fed is looking at the inflation data. It's been waiting for the inflation data to turn around. And now they finally have the data that supports what we've been telling you, which is you just need to look around shelter to see what was going on. Let's remember, the Fed was always looking around shelter. Okay. Jay Powell had insisted that the number to look at was core services less shelter, taking shelter out of the number. Uh, and and if you looked at things like that, you still ended up with transportation services, which are rising at 9.2%, um, uh, and, uh, and medical commodities r- rising at 4.7%. There are still elements of inflation that are out there. That's the piece I want to talk to you about now coming up after these messages here on the King Banyan Show on The Biz 1440. Looking to make a difference? Volunteer for your local fire department. Join a family that will serve with you, always have your back, and train you to be the best version of yourself. Visit MakeMeAFirefighter.org. Are you or a loved one struggling with drug or alcohol use? Maybe you're not sure if it's addiction or if treatment's needed. If so, you're not alone. According to the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration, 19.3 million people aged 18 or older had a substance use disorder in the past year. Hazelden Betty Ford offers a free confidential assessment. Inpatient, outpatient, and virtual options are available. It's time to take back your life. Hazelden Betty Ford can help. This message sponsored by Hazelden Betty Ford, the Minnesota Broadcasters Association, and the state. The basics about financial literacy provides confidence in your investing decisions. Knowledge to make better decisions with or without an advisor empowers you to take control of your financial future. With the right skills, you are the best steward of your own money. Learn more today at a free in-center or virtual investing class at Online Trading Academy, 952-814-4410. Again, 952-814-4410 or go to learnwithota.com. Have you ever met a single person in your life that enjoys paying taxes? No, no one does. If you can't sleep at night because you have a huge problem with the IRS, I've got some free advice for you. This service is strictly limited to individuals that owe the IRS $10,000 or more in back taxes. And if you qualify, we can guarantee that you won't be writing a big fat check to the IRS or our services cost you nothing. The first 100 people that call today will get a free tax consultation worth $500. Stop worrying about your IRS problem. We can help you. We promise. Call the tax doctor right now. I mean right now to learn more. 800-240-4587. That's 800-240-4587. Overcoming debt can be daunting. Whether your debt is manageable or has six zeros behind it, there's hope. Tune in to The Ramsey Show for a common-sense approach to breaking free from debt, building wealth, and enhancing your life. For decades, Dave has been helping people take control of their financial lives, one baby step at a time. So listen to The Ramsey Show. You may just hear a caller story similar to your own. 
weekdays from 1 p.m. to 4 on the Biz 1440. Hi, John Wichko, owner of Advantage Auto Glass, your local auto glass specialist. Take the hassle out of windshield repair at ReplaceMyWindshield.com. That's ReplaceMyWindshield.com. trying to get get a piece of data to pop up and i can't get the bls come on be better uh six five one two eight nine four four seven seven number call with questions and comments six five one two eight nine four four seven seven uh where yeah i true don yes there was avian flu last year that's what's dropped down the three that's what dropped down the three dollars in the cost of your turkey dinner last year turkey itself was pretty expensive and that was a supply condition i'll give you that my comparisons to 1986 not to 2022 um so i'm not i'm not quite i'm not quite so interested in 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 the avian flu story but yeah it's there um and i would say 2023 was a better comparison than 2022 was um at any rate so actually helps make the point uh 651-289-4477 so if you dig in, I'm gonna I'm gonna let me go backwards uh, to the. There we go. Um, let's just tick through the CPI report generally. I'll go through PPI as well here in just a moment. Um, the ind- so I'm gonna oh the index for all items less food and energy wrote rose four percent over the past twelve months. If I look at the Atlanta, I'm pulling them up as I'm going here, the underlying inflation dashboard for the Atlanta Fed, I can then see that here's the here's the data for October, right? Core CPI at four. And core CPI always has, and this is important for people to understand, we're not trying to get core CPI, core CPI to 2%. We're trying to get core PCE to 2% to meet, if you're thinking about what constitutes uh, mission accomplished in terms of fighting inflation, that's how they measure themselves. If I look at the Cleveland median CPI number, that's at 5.3, but on average, that range is typically, when core PC is at 2%, median CPI, as measured by the Cleveland Fed, is about 2.6%. So it has a, in most of these have an upward bias with the exception of, of one measure that, uh, one measure that is kept by uh, the San Francisco Fed, um, which is the market-based core PCE number. But almost all the others have some kind of upward bias to them, particularly in PCE. So there's a sticky price PCE CPI number that the Atlanta Fed calculates it's at five percent. Uh, the trim mean CPI is at four point one percent. Here's the point: regardless of which way you try to slice these data, they did get better last month. They were better in October than they were in September. You you simply can't. You can try to whip chop and puree these data any way you want. And you're still going to end up with the fact that the inflation in that month was down. And some of that will also be the rolling off of the CPI numbers um, to get you back to to get you back to the two percent to from, from rolling off the numbers from the middle of 2022 when inflation was clearly running faster and if you go back and listen at at TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com to our podcast from the middle of 2022, you can find those there. We were pretty critical of the fact that we thought the Fed should have gone faster. Even as fast as they went and taking 75 basis point jumps through the middle of 2022 toward the start of 23, we said, well... If, if the goal is to get to 5%, why not just go to 5%? You can do this immediately. The answer to that being it probably would have broken the banks. 
and and part of the Fed's mandate is, you know, keep keep inflation under control, promote high employment, don't break the banks. Uh, so, we still have inflation rates. We still have we still have, in, you know, we still have inflation rates that are still too high, and you can expect that. That's what you're going to hear from Fed officials. And again, we'll play, we'll play some of those maybe a little bit later. But as, I tick th- as you tick through these data from, from the report, and I'm still reading the CPI report uh, from, from, the, from BLS, of all of the increase in core CPI, over 70% of it comes from shelter. Well, what made the shelter number so high? I had uh, one of our one of our workers here casually mention to me that she's looking to buy a new house. I'm like, "Well, that's really interesting. Well, when did you buy your last house?" Um, about five years ago. Oh, okay. And I, and I'm like, I hate to be nosy, but did you refinance your house back in 2021 or 22? She says, "Yeah, we refinanced about two years ago." Oh, okay. So what's your mortgage rate on the house you have right now? Well, it's about 3%. Okay. So what's the interest rate you're going to have on your house now? What's the interest rate you're going to have on the, on the house you're going to buy? Oh, it's going to be really high. Yeah, yeah, it is. So can you afford that higher interest rate? Well, for a while, but we'll have to refinance. Okay. <laughs> No, no, don't do that. Um, so I've actually offered to sit them down with a cup of coffee. I'll buy the coffee and give them a, give them a little advice. Hey, do you sure you really want to do this? Um, you know, and, and but here's the point. When interest rates are low, house prices are high, and it encouraged many folks to start building a house. The one other thing I learned about the house, it's a new house. What do you think the builder's doing right now besides paying interest on the construction loan to try to move that while waiting to find a buyer for the house? People are signing contracts to have houses built for them, and that's fine. And if that was what had happened with this couple, it would be like, but it's exactly the house you wanted because you designed it, right? Okay. All right. You can... I, I wouldn't take that risk that the interest rate's coming back down that fast, but you want to do that, that's fine. But here's my point. Every low interest rates encouraged a lot of people to speculate that they could sell houses, a lot of construction folks, to speculate they can sell houses. Now, we are not seeing any supply from folks in, from folks in uh, houses now. Because they are all holding three and four percent mortgages, and they don't want a seven percent mortgage, so that's pushing the interest rate. That's pushing that that's pushing down on house prices, but pushing in the other direction are people that want bigger houses, better houses. Want a, you know, they want the three car garage. They're having a bigger family, living the American dream, and whatever. It, it, however that is and so the demand for new houses is still there enough that the prices have not come down yet so it doesn't surprise me when you tell me core cpi you know is the 70 percent of the increase is coming out of shelter yes but that's a feature of the rapid increase in interest rates that happened in 22 and 23 the very same thing that 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 you know people are getting locked into houses but people want new houses and we're in this little period of time where you're going to see a little extra family formation because people who you know f- children born in 2001 2002 2003 are now 21 to you know 21 22 23 24 25 26 they're reaching the point where they want to buy that first house. That market probably collapse, you know, that that market's likely to be a lot smaller 5 years from now, but but just just as an observation. But 
if I so if I take out the shelter piece, uh, motor vehicle insurance, which was up nineteen percent, I kind of wonder what that's about. Uh, personal care up six percent, recreation up three percent still in the last year. Some of those prices are still rising at rates that you would think to think are doing well now, but. The, the headline CPMI numbers being lower are largely because we've seen <coughs> drops in energy prices. The energy index fell 2.5% after increasing 1.5% in September. Okay, you'll notice we haven't asked Spencer to go look at the price of gasoline across the street. Chances are it's pretty cheap. I've been seeing, I've been seeing under $3 a gallon gas in some, in some stores here in St. Cloud. I don't know if that's been the experience down there. Uh, in 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 uh, in the Twin Cities, but clearly we're seeing lower gas prices. We uh, we had one day this week where the price of oil fell by uh, the price of oil fell five percent, um, which is which so that you know OPEC has been trying to reduce supply to try to keep prices up. And trying to push the price of a barrel of oil to somewhere around eighty-five, ninety dollars uh, on Wednesday it was trading as low as seventy-two. So there are favorable headwinds, but those favorable headwinds uh, occur to me to be as just as much about softening economies, particularly in Europe and to, and China, as it is about something. You know, we've met the goal of anti-inflation policy. Let's take a break here. We'll be back after this. You're listening to the King Banyan Show on The Biz, 1440. This is Dennis Prager. Now you can listen to my show when it's convenient for you. And without censorship from big tech, become a member of the ultimate online community for all things Prager. It's PragerTopia Unlimited. Listen to the show on demand when it's easiest for you. This includes every radio show, every segment, and every guest over the last 10 years, and it's commercial free. You can even share your favorite segments with your friends. Plus, you'll get the same email from Alan Estrin that I receive every night about the most important issues to read about. PragerTopia Unlimited members can also listen to every program, lecture, and course that is in the Prager store. Thousands of hours. You can even listen to all my Torah teachings for free. Share my passion for free speech. Join today and save 25% off the first year and get a free PragerTopia coffee mug. It's all things Prager, PragerTopia Unlimited. Go to PragerTopia.com or click the banner at DennisPrager.com. China is attacking the U.S. patent system, stealing American innovations, and we are helping them do it. The Chinese Communist Party intends to surpass us and to be the world leader in innovative technology. Innovation Race, the shocking new movie from the Tea Party Patriots, exposes the truth. China will use our own technology to threaten our economic and military security. Dominating technology means you dominate the world itself. This is a race that we cannot afford to lose because we're not going to have a country. If China gains control over 5G technology with a flip of a switch, they could remotely turn off our phones, our cars, even our power grid. We've lost sight of what it is to protect this nation. We need to up our game. In today's high-tech world, there's no prize for second place. Watch Innovation Race. Available now on demand or DVD at SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. There are no words to describe it. The isolation. The boredom. The loneliness. If you're wondering where your teenage son or daughter's spirit went, you're hardly alone. The past year has been devastating, especially for them. But here's the good news. They might just find it again, playing high school sports. Workouts that stimulate, teammates and coaches that care, the sense of belonging so many of us have been missing lately. That's what school sports are all about. The sense of achievement is real, and the camaraderie is hard to beat. Coping with uncertainty is difficult, but school sports can help the teenagers in your family start feeling like themselves again. Encourage them to give it a try. High school sports, it's so much more than a game. 
This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Activities Administrators Association. Welcome back, King Banyan Show, the Biz 1440. 651-289-4477, the number to call with your questions and comments. 651-289-4477. Coming up on a really slow uh, week for uh, data here on um, uh, this coming week, so I'm glad we're able to get get some some of that some of that done this week here so cpi again up uh up uh four percent it was slightly down uh, year over year for core headlined at 3.2 both of them slightly below the the expectation pp uh producer price index sorry that was slangy um uh, core PPI is at 2.9 and, P- and and the headline PPI 1.3. Not data you spend a whole lot of time thinking about. Um, the other data that I I thought was was is worth da- noting, and this is always like this big week for the data. Um, core re- retail sales. The retail sales report came in came in. Uh, uh, Pretty much where you would you would have expected it. Um, we actually knew it would be down after this sort of big 0.9 increase in the prior prior month. So it finally it falls, and everyone's having um, having a little bit of a conniption about about oh my gosh, retail sales fell. It fell a little bit less than expected, um, and by one tenth of percent rather than two tenths percent, um, and. Most of that was due to a, a decrease in automobile sales. Auto sales were actually Xing out auto sales. You actually ended up with a, a de- an increase of one tenth uh, versus an expectation of flat. So the retail sales numbers were not great, not bad. If you put those into um, any kind of now casting for uh, approach for GDP, you right now you're on a fourth quarter path of about two percent growth um not not zero not and one's possible but right now we're we're at we're at zero the other number that i thought was i think is quite important to think about is the industrial production data they came in um uh um six tenths percent wall street journal survey of, of economists had expected a decrease of four tenths of percent so that's a that's a pretty significant pretty significant uh decrease as well. So take those take those put together. Retail sales slightly up, but you know, we knew we'd have we'd we'd start a little behind the curve on retail sales and we got basically flat. Industrial production is declining maybe more than expected. Industrial production again largely picks up two two parts of the economy one of those is going to be one of those is going to be what's happening in terms of the manufacturing sector but it also includes utilities and so if you have a fall in which things where things are warmer and so forth then all of a sudden warmer you're not producing as much heat to heat homes in october then around around the northern hemisphere, it's actually been a fairly mild uh, winter. My wife wrote a piece uh, for the local newspaper about the likelihood, the impact of what's expected to be an El Nino winter, um, in which an uh, El Nino winter typically implies it will have warmer temperatures, um, and that's good news if you're struggling to pay for your heat in your house. You're not going to have to heat it quite as much as you as you have in the past. And as noted, heating oil prices shot up dramatically last year and only slowly coming down right now. So, so if again, if you if you if I back through those items, um, uh, uh, those data, that would tell me 
that that GDP number is likely pretty weak right now for the fourth quarter. Prices look like they have indeed moderated, although, again, not not as much as some people want, want to say. Um, indeed, let me play one more example. This is from CNBC. As I say, I like CNBC to give me my, my uh, conventional wisdom. Uh, and Jeremy Siegel, uh, professor at, uh, at the Wharton School at the University of Pennsylvania, frequently on, has been frequently critical of how tight the Federal Reserve has been uh, and, and kind of comes on to help beat up on, uh, on uh, high interest rates. Uh, had this to say, this was earlier this week, cut number five. What I would say is that the, you know, Jay Powell has to be on the lookout. We are slowing. I'm not saying we're going into recession at all, but he has to be as sensitive to the real data going down, uh, you know, as he claims he's so hypersensitive to that inflation data. So there, that's... Uh, <laughs> and we're going to talk about that. In fact, I'm going to let's save that clip, uh, uh, Spencer, because uh, we, we're probably going to want that next hour too. Um, that little clip there. Uh, so he calls out Powell and says, "Hey, you, you got to stop paying attention to you got to pay attention to the data as it goes down as well." Let's continue. This was Jeremy Siegel uh, this week on CNBC. Cut six. Back in the 1970s, we were just pumping money in every single month out of the year. We have had no money growth, Scott, for two years. We've had no deposit growth. And this is as long as we've kept records on commercial banks for three years. So liquidity is being squeezed. We are not going to have any more inflation. Sure, certain core rates will go down slowly, but uh, that's not the battle that he has to worry about in the future. Stop paying attention to the inflation data, you stinker Jay Powell, says says Professor Siegel. But we actually will have a um, we'll actually have some more in, uh, uh, information to that effect here uh, in the next next little bit. But let me go back and just set one more time. You, you have you had the third quarter. I gave a talk to a group of commercial realtors uh, here in Central Minnesota. Uh, on Wednesday this week. And most of my talks over the last few months have been some play on the on the old, uh, it's attributed to Paul Samuelson, uh, Nobel Prize winning economist Paul Samuelson, was quoted in Newsweek, was, wrote in Newsweek, that economists have predicted eight of the last five stock market crashes. Notice he said stock market crashes, and you were probably waiting for me to say recession. It somehow has become recession, but if you actually dig back into into the record in Newsweek, he didn't say recession. He said stock market crash. But we can live with that, and so I've even I've used it. I've used it numerous times uh, myself. You know, as economists predicted, eight of the last five recessions and it feels like maybe we've now predicted nine of the last five recessions um and um and that's um and 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 so we had this great great data we told you when we did the gdp report three weeks ago now that you could expect that the fourth quarter data would start off would be pretty soft that's where they are right now but they're not that bad they're not going to go from 4.9 to zero. I don't think anyone is saying that. And if you sort of think, yeah, well, the economy's going to go in recession in the fourth quarter. Okay? It's no. Un- unless something really wild happens in the next six weeks. No. That's not going to happen. But there's clearly there's clear cooling happening. Okay? I agree with McCulley and with Siegel that clearly the economy's cooling we're seeing those folks that do a GDP now cast uh, like Goldman or the Atlanta Fed coming in with numbers right around 2%, 2.0. And that feels about right for this particular point in time. But I think, you know, if the, if the uh, forgive me because I'll use a Tom Keen expression from Bloomberg Television, if the second derivative is negative... 
I'm now even thinking about the third derivative. What's going to happen to the change, the, the rate of change of the rate of change? Of the rate of change, right? Is the next move from 4.9 to 2 then to negative? Or is it from 4.9 to 2.0 to like a 1.5 in the first quarter of 24? That's the open question. That's the open question now. And I don't believe that you're going to end up with an with with a you. I don't think you're going to have more than one quarter of negative GDP in 2024. But neither will you have any quarters of GDP that grow as fast as three percent, let alone the nearly five percent you you reported out in Q3. It's going to feel, it's going to feel like a recession. Even though the data won't won't necessarily allow somebody to come on and give an official proclamation that the U.S. economy has entered a recession, you don't look for that in 2024. That's not going to happen. I actually don't think you'll see it even in 20. You won't see that till 25 at the earliest. And it's not because the media are biased, and it's not because. It's not because uh, the people at the National Bureau for Economic Research are lazy and not willing to meet. It's going to be because the data is going to come in and it's going to have a lot of noise in it. And it's going to be hard to figure out where do you put that date? Where do you put that month? Okay, I, I do the same thing for the St. Cloud economy. I actually will date, will date the start and end of local recessions. There is nobody else in the community, and I'm kind of sort of respected for that piece, that bit of work. And so I understand the techniques by which the, they do the national one. They have more data than I have uh, to do that. But I can't date you a recession having started in 2023 right now, and I don't think I'm going to. We'll we'll see because we get, we get data revisions uh, in March, and we'll... We'll see if maybe maybe there's something we didn't pick up already in the 2023 data, but otherwise probably not. But, but the, the data this week really did confirm that October, this first month of the fourth quarter, was sort of at a normal growth pattern. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to The King Banyan Show on The Biz 1440. government is spying on you. No surprise, I know. But did you know the banks are helping them? And did you know that withdrawing your cash from the bank can be very risky? That's right. Let Swiss America educate you about this. Banks are now required to spy on us for the government, and they report any behavior they think is suspicious. You'll be shocked when you read The Secret War on Cash from Swiss America. This new war against cash is really a war against the Constitution, against all freedom-loving Americans. You must read The Secret War on Cash. Get your free copy by calling or texting 800-266-6082. That's 800-266-6082. This war on cash is growing daily, and it also includes all forms of digital money. So please, get and read The Secret War on Cash free by calling Calling or texting right now at 800-266-6082. That's 800-266-6082. Message and data rates may apply. Can your IRA stand up to the next financial crisis that our top economists are saying is at our doorsteps? By allocating a percentage of your IRA into physical gold and silver with a tax-free rollover, you can diversify and safeguard your holdings from turbulent markets and economic downturns by putting your IRA back on the gold standard. Find out how to safeguard your assets with a tax-free rollover with a Genesis Gold IRA, the only IRA that can hold physical precious metals. Call now for your free gold and silver report. Protect your IRA today with one simple phone call and learn how to qualify for up to $10,000 in free silver. Call Genesis Gold Group, empowering faith-driven stewardship. 800-949-8708 800-949-8708 800-949-8708 That's 800-949-8708 
It's getting harder and harder to make sense out of today's headlines. To stay on top of breaking world and national news with a Christian worldview and a faith-based perspective on what it means, turn to ChristianHeadlines.com. Log on to ChristianHeadlines.com for the very latest news and then sign up for our free daily newsletter to stay one step ahead of what's happening. Get out of the mainstream media rut with top news and positive headlines every day with ChristianHeadlines.com. The Ramsey Show. You're not going to like my answer, Carol. Oh, boy. Either your house sells or you cut bait. I never tell people to own two houses at once. One foot on the boat, one on the dock, the dock's leaving. Your butt's going to get wet. The Ramsey Show. Live every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4. The Ramsey Show. Xavier, do your friends pay your bills? No. Then their opinion and your personal finances don't matter. I think your friend loves you. I just think he's stupid about money. Weekdays from 1 to 4 p.m. Live on the Biz 1440. It's a big job just getting by with nine kids and a wife. But I've been working, man, dang near all my life, and I'll keep on working. Long as my two Welcome back, King Banging Show, the Biz 1440. Uh, 651-289-4477, number to call, questions and comments. And I'm setting up for the second hour. So what I'm giving you right now is that the October data is pretty much normal. You're, you're on a normal path. And that is leading a lot of people. Um, that's leading a lot of people to sort of believe, hey, there's a soft landing coming. We're going to end up. With inflation back where it belongs, and we're not going to see a, a we're not going to see GDP, we're not going to see high unemployment as a result. I think the best example of that, I tweeted used to you using the uh, the hashtag pound KBRS uh, yesterday, the conference board's forecast, and the conference board was forecasting GDP growth next year of zero point eight percent for the year. Now, some people some people use the term growth recession to describe something like that. You're going to be growing, you're above zero, but not so fast that you won't have unemployment rise. But the unemployment rise in this forecast only goes to 0.3. Uh, so to four, the unemployment rate goes only to 4.3. And I've been playing this out in my head for a while. Um yeah, I got time enough to do this. Um Arthur Oaken was a uh, well-known economist back in the 60s and 70s. He was head of the Council of Economic Advisors for Lyndon Johnson. Um, spent most of his career at the Brookings Institution, where, among other people that we've talked about on the show, uh, Ben Bernanke is now a, a senior fellow at, at, at Brookings. Uh, so the... the um, the Oaken's Law just tries to get a grip on the difference between what the unemployment rate is or the change in the unemployment rate relative to the change in GDP. And a very simple way to think about it is that the rise in, a rise in the unemployment rate will equal one-half the decline of the measure of the decline in the GDP growth rate. So if GDP year over year grows at 2.4% for 2023, which is taking the first three quarters that we know and, and inferring a two for, for quarter four, if you take those and put them together, you'll get 2.4% for the year. Pretty good year. Suppose you think then in 24, you're going to get 0.8. All right, I'm going to do math on the air. Bear with me. 2.4 to 0.8 means that the unemployment rate has to, the, means that you've got a change in GDP growth of a negative 1.6. Half of negative 1.6 is, is negative 0.8. Flip the sign to positive. That should be the increase in unemployment. The unemployment rate, in my view of the world, because I'm kind of in that mode thinking about what happens to, what happens to uh, GDP that we'll end up with a, like a 0.5 or a 0.75, somewhere in there. 
is that the unemployment rate should rise by about more like eight-tenths or maybe as much as one full percent. Probably doesn't get to five percent, but it's going to get well north of 4.3. It'll be more like 4.8 or 4.9. Those feel like the right numbers, and that's, that's my application of Oaken's Law. Okay, so it's a nice, it's just a little handy tool and says if you if you take what you think, the if you're going to try to forecast, and I tell my students this, right? If, I, if you're going to try to forecast a drop in, if you're going to try to forecast GDP and unemployment for the next year, and you're going to say that unemployment, the unemployment rate is going to rise by one half of 1%, then you're saying that the growth rate of GDP has to be 1% lower. That's that's the math of how that works. And it typically works out pretty well. And this is just a statistical relationship. And yes, Arthur Oaken created this thing back in the 60s when he was when he was in the Council of Economic Advisors. But I have used this tool for almost 40 years and it does a pretty reasonable job okay and it does not rely if you're thinking that this is this is like the phillips curve no actually it's not okay it is simply it's simply trying to take what you know we know that there's a relationship between the amount of workers you have working and the amount of output you get right that's a that's not a phillips curve that's a production function and you take that production function and you say, okay, if we're going to have less output or, or output's going to grow slower, that has this implication for what happens to the number of workers you have working. And, and, and that has worked reasonably well. So I, I think we're setting up for, for a slow-growth economy. But I really could be wrong. And I want to ask the people who are saying, hey, we're going to get our soft landing. If the unemployment rate got to 5%, would you still call that a soft landing? Or will you be screaming from the rooftops that the Fed has been too tight for too long and asking for asking for rates to uh, come down much faster? We're actually going to hear from a couple Fed, uh, Fed presidents in the next hour here who are like, Hank, hold your horses. We're not sure where you are yet so give me a chance let's let's listen to the in the next hour here of the king banging show on the biz 1440 wally langfellow and eric nelson from minnesota score radio's 10,000 takes talking about minnesota's 10,000 losing teams wild wolves gophers twins vikings you name it we'll cover it will any team step up and give Minnesota's long-suffering fans something to cheer about? If they do, we'll tell you about it on 10,000 Takes. 10,000 Takes, weeknights at 5, here on The Biz 1440. Twin Cities Business Radio. Are you or a loved one struggling with drug or alcohol use? Maybe you're not sure if it's addiction or if treatment's needed. If so, you're not alone. According to the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration, 19.3 million people aged 18 or older had a substance use disorder in the past year. Hazelden Betty Ford offers a free confidential assessment. Inpatient, outpatient, and virtual options are available. It's time to take back your life. Hazelden Betty Ford can help. This message sponsored by Hazelden Betty Ford, the Minnesota Broadcasters Association and this station. What is dedication? I am the father of a nine-year-old little girl and a six-year-old little boy, and I find fatherhood both relentlessly challenging and relentlessly rewarding. My daughter is biological and my son is adopted. I love them both so much. From the morning when you wake up to putting them to bed at night, and every moment in between, it really is so special. And boy, is it exhausting. One thing that I fear about being a parent is the future for my children. I think a parent's job is to protect our children, but also prepare them for the world so they become good, kind human beings. But I'm also hopeful that the future holds a more inclusive and compassionate world for them. That's dedication. Find out more at fatherhood.gov. 
Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Looking for a new way to give back to your community, learn new skills, and make a real difference? Consider volunteering with your local fire department. The majority of U.S. firefighters and emergency responders are volunteers, answering the call when their community needs them. Be part of a dedicated team of volunteers who step up and protect their community from all types of hazards. You can be the difference. There's no typical firefighter. Anyone can volunteer to serve their community. Volunteering as a first responder is really about having the heart and drive to make a difference where it's needed most. Aside from helping your community and being there for those in need, being a member of the Volunteer Fire Service provides many benefits, including an opportunity to learn new skills and join a family that will serve with you, always have your back, and train you to be the best version of yourself. Your community needs you. Will you answer the call? Learn more and find a local volunteer opportunity at makemeafirefighter.org. That's makemeafirefighter.org. Common ground for the small business owner. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.